the pubs, save your money, start your own Hello everyone, you are listening to SA Speaks, the podcast for discerning minds. This is also an unprepared recording from the social media week at Accra Morgana. The topic was social media, a national tool for tourism. Now, let's just have it. trip i can't remember where we were going 
uh, but I was with my mom and it was a school trip and I think parents were there and we got to Kentampo Waterfalls and you know as a child when you have the parent who's disciplinarian right so even when you're like out of bounds you're kind of like still trying to stay in check and we got there and she basically took off her stuff and put a, a cloth and jumped into the water and then had all us kids join her and so that was like a very fun memory as well and i think uh, that also kind of comes into why i like to do a lot of traveling both in ghana and elsewhere so why do you guys like to travel like what is it about travel that gets you moving is it that you just can't sit in one place or what's going on there okay so personally i'm kokonsa and sometimes um what life has taught me is that um they said there's this proverb that says that till the lion learns to tell a story the hunter will always be glorified so it's like i feel like perspective is so important and even though no one is really lying everybody is telling their story from their perspective so it's like i want to go and see for myself what is going on i just want to experience let me tell you one thing that i learned so you know you always say that like oh the northern regions why are they fighting blah 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 i i had to go around to realize that the northern region, in fact, the Ashantis are the only group of people that occupy a space. For most other kinds, right? So they occupy um, the Ashanti region, the eastern region, and the, I mean, various, type, um, um, various types or, I don't know, variations of them are in the eastern region. But the northern region is full of complete tribes, like complete groups of people that are in one space. Okay, so when there's an argument going on, it's not, um, it's not easily like a brother and sister are fighting, right? They, these are two different people that occupy the spa same space. And when we speak on them, we speak and we generalize and we assume that, uh, why can't they just be calm and just be there? But like, there are two conflicting cultures within a similar space. And I needed to go around to actually figure this out, which is not okay. This should have been a, like a normal conversation. You even go to the Volta region and find out that the southern part of the Volta region is very different from the northern part of the Volta region. In fact, among, among like casual conversations, it's like the northern side is not really encouraged to marry the southern side, right? Because even there, they have their own, they have guans there, they are, some parts of guns there, there are some parts of people from Togo and stuff like that. So why, that's why I travel, just to like meet people and figure stuff out for myself, the things that I've heard about, the things that I've seen. Yeah. So I travel for Kokonasa. <laughs> okay, hello, Bokpixel. I'll give you a few minutes to catch your breath. Okay, so Amma, would you like to share why you enjoy Okay, but so, um, goes so for me, it's, it's more of documentation and also um, perspective, as you said, because I'm, I've had like one of the best experiences where, uh, and also traveling is, is therapeutic to me. Like, just sitting in the car, just like looking at the green, it's just moving around. It's, um, it's quite healthy for me as well. And and then I get to meet new people, I get to um, experience different cultures, meet um, yeah, people I wouldn't regularly on, on, on every day, um, 95 meet. So it's it's more of like an adventure for me. It's uh, open my space and then embrace someone's space as well. I used to I used to work in advertising a couple of years back, and every weekend I used to go somewhere. And then one weekend, my my mom said, 
Are you guys come to work on Saturday? And I was like, no, I'm not available. And then she said, no, you're available. And I said, I'm traveling. And she said, no, you guys, you don't travel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, count me out. Like, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. Naturally, I, I, I just like to move around a lot. I can't sit in one place for long. If I had the chance to just pace around a bit, I would have been doing that. <laughs> So yeah, for it's more of experience, it's, um, it's a chance for me to meet new people and, and yeah, and then embrace different cultures, get more informative about things that I wouldn't naturally know, and then yeah, to document as a So Anna, let me just put a little spin on the question for you, since you are with the Ghana Tourism Authority. Uh, why do you consider travel to be important to Ghana's overall development? moves from Accra to the northern part because she loves to do her concert. We see it as she's going to spend money in the northern region. That money is going to help an old woman or an old man who is selling kola nuts or whatever she decides to buy there. When she sleeps, even if she decides to sleep with a family, She's going to learn new cultures. The family is also going to learn new cultures from her. Now she comes back with a new experience. So it starts from somewhere. It's something domestic tourism. It's about time we, if I say we are new Ghanaians, we encourage each other to enjoy going to places within Ghana. People say, oh yes, my auntie just passed away. I'm going for a funeral in Kweumbe. Forgetting that that is tourism. You're moving from where? Your home of residence to a different place. You go by transport. You would eat. You would sleep. You might even want to have nice life. You're a good person. So to us, to us as an authority, to us as a government, Maintain agency. Traveling is key to us. Because if we do not move outside, move to our outside our comfort zone, we wouldn't know what exists there. And if we don't know what exists there, how then do we even promote to the international markets? And this is what Ghana has. So please come to Ghana. Becomes an issue. Very interesting what you're saying about the fact that a lot of people do engage in domestic tourism but don't necessarily consider it to be tourism because it's a family event or something that's taking you out of your um, area of residence. Uh, recent estimates from the World Travel and Tourism Council actually put domestic travel spending in Ghana at 60% um, of tourism revenue in 2017. Meaning Ghana is actually making more money from us locals traveling within the country and spending money within the country than it is from tourists coming from outside the country. So I just thought that was an interesting statistic. Thank you very much for sharing. Manuel, how are you doing? How was your trip here? Uneventful. Okay, that's fine. That's part of traveling across, right? Um, so, 
let's talk a bit about the work that you do. Why do you travel? And why do you focus on showcasing some of those images from across Ghana? Why aren't you into wedding photography, for example? All right, so let, let me answer it from, from the back. Weddings, I mean, I've paid my dues in terms of wedding photography. Um, when I came back to settle home, that was my main thing. I, I shot weddings back to back and I'm done. I'm fatigued. I'm no longer uh, excited shooting weddings. Uh, Why I travel, you cannot, we are all stuck up in Accra. There's too much stress in Accra. There's so many things in Accra that wouldn't help you to be creative if you decide to stay. Immediate, let me, I'll just be to wrap this up quickly. One of my best times was, I think in 2013, I did a, a job for one of the banks and we were supposed to travel around the whole country. Best time of my life. Because uh, we were away for three weeks. And for three weeks, I had the most relaxed atmosphere ever. So I think on the day before we got to Accra, I, I was in the car, I was sleeping then. And yes, yes, both foot in Katia and I. Oh my God, we're back at the capital. <laughs> <laughs> the sound alone was just deadly. Because for three weeks that we were on the road, we woke up early morning with nice dew beds chirping. It, it was quite therapeutic. You, you will feel that you're at peace with nature. And um, the more you leave the capital, the more people are relaxed. Okay. So for me, traveling is like a way to discover myself, to be at peace with myself. And uh, if, if you've traveled out of your zone, you notice that as soon as you come back, your stress level goes back up again. Traveling is like a way to be at peace. And also see, I'm sure they've, they've said all that needs to be said about traveling. You get to meet people, you experience things. I I got to a place and people were still feeling by butter. Someone brings sugar cane for fish. Like in, in uh, how was this? Probably like 2014, 2015. Like this is still happening. How would I have even known as if I stayed in Accra? So traveling is a way of acquiring more knowledge and getting out of your comfort. You get to places that you won't be comfortable with, but when you tend to understand why they are there, you know, I can get used to this. So, traveling is quite healing for me personally. I mean, we've heard a lot um, experiencing different cultures, self care, uh, being at peace with nature, contributing to Ghana's uh, overall development, and now I think most people tend to see the Instagram moments, right? That's what they see. And I mean, how many of you follow Akosia Shelly on, on Instagram? Yeah, she's legendary with her poses and everything. Um, but how do you get to that moment when you decide that you want to take a trip or work on a travel project? What goes into coming up with that project? Uh, what are some of the things that you need to think about? Uh, maybe we'll start with Akosia. Tell us on a budget, because I know that you've done a lot of that. So like I said, it w that was July. So I went um, on a road trip around Ghana. That was July last year. Um, how I, I, 
I took like I would like to say three thousand to five thousand because I had um three thousand in hand and then the others came along the way. But how did I get the money? No, so you should ask me what I do for a living. Like I'm like the truest definition of a hustler you'll find. I don't even know. I sell foods. I do hair. I have an online store. Like anywhere the money is, I did. That's my thing, right? And then I have puppies. I have poodles, uh, Maltese, and then they give it. They give it to five. That's it. Thousands two per puppy. I chopped the rest, and I managed to save three thousand. So that's what I used on the road trip. Now, I like when everybody sees me, they're like, "Oh, yeah, but just travel. Like, yeah, backpacker. Backpacker means that you literally have everything you own at your back, right? In your backpack." And I use couch surfing. Couch surfing is when people open up their homes to you to sleep. For Ghana girl, couch surfing in Ghana. <laughs> the first night was so interesting, but it was it really cut down my cost. Like the least you can travel with when you're thinking about accommodation is like 40 to 50 Ghana a night. And I promise you, the places that you sleep for 40 to 50 Ghana a night, you can't bath with your chest. Like what's happening? Are you not like? Sometimes you will skip a bath or two because you are just uncomfortable. So imagine if I was going as low as 40 to 50 Ghana for all the spaces. It would be tricky. If you guys are still in uni, please, I advise you to make friends. Make friends who cut across all regions and all countries. Like, I don't regret things, but my biggest regret is university. I wish I would made more friends with the Nigerians, Liberians, foreigners that come to our school. It really helps you when you are traveling, get to sleep, in various, like, I've been to, apart from the Ghana travel, I went on a West African tour, I went on a European tour. The Europe tour, I bet, I think, I didn't sleep in a hotel, I slept in a hotel once and that was even on my friend's tab because he was already there. So I went to Anguish the space. So there's, there's benefits for friends. Um, unfortunately, the reason why I'm like passionate about travel blogging, especially on the Ghana, um, like, Ghana tourism is that there's not a lot of information out there. Okay, there's a lot of places that you have to go before you, you. I don't know if you've been to Upper West. There's this place called Sakan in the Upper West region. It's like um, slave caves and stuff like that. And you can slide off the mountain. It's really, really interesting. I got there and the assembly man, first and foremost, I had to look for the assembly man. It was the only place that I really struggled with language. Okay, the honest truth is that I know Jamila will be upset by this, but Tree took me everywhere. Tree and English took me to all the 10 regions. It was only Sakanda that I struggled a bit, but finally there was Tree and whatever. And when I finally found that assembly man, he said, why didn't you call me? <laughs> a whole tourist destination that is on the map. Why didn't I call you? Like, how am I supposed to have your contact? And to date, I haven't really seen any content on that yet. So I'm assuming that I'm practically one of the very few people that have been there. Okay, so, um, and use hashtags. That, that's what social media comes in. So traveling and how to get information. Every place that I would go, I would click on the hashtag to find out if anybody, the pictures I see, the things to take note of. And sometimes slide into the people's DMs with like, oh, how, who, when, how much, those type of conversation. So, um, but what again? So, surfing, trip advice, I think it's an international um, um, thing. It's very, 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 very useful. If you are into traveling, you definitely have to have trip advice. You get a lot of where to go and who and all that. There. I use that. Um, I use social media trip advice, couch surfing. 
if you wanted to get pictures and documents, I said, it's your country. No one is going to ask you for a visa or your work permit. Just drive out and get lost. Okay? It's amazing the places you find in Ghana. I've shown some of my videos to people who are like, where is this? Like, Ghana. Aha. Say yes. There are challenges. Yes, obviously. There are really beautiful places in Ghana. So usually, um, my DMs are more like people scouting for locations. They just want to know. Someone could just uh, screenshot the location and the video and like, where is this? And then you pass on that information to the person. So I feel that um, personally with the authority, you guys have a bit of work to do. And I'm being generous by saying a bit of work. You have a lot of work to do. Our sites are not really well documented. Okay? And I'm going to digress from your question. He's going to Get into the Okay. Hotels are super expensive. And when you get the ones that will give you basic, decent bathroom, it's like 200, 300 CDs. I typically, this is what I do. On my travels, I have this old car that I drive. I always make sure I don't travel alone for safety reasons. Because sometimes the car might get stuck somewhere. You might need hands to move out. No, for safety reasons, we tend to go with the team, maybe two or three, most of the time. We decide to share rooms to save cost because on 98% of my trips, everything has been sponsored by me. And well done. I mean, for you to go around with 3,000, well done. We need to <laughs> make places safe for people, young guys who can travel and document the country. Talk to one of the hotels in each region and say, look, if you can accommodate this person, they might take two or three pictures from their region and you have a live following on social media and mention them that they hosted you. Okay? We were talking the other day about the year of return. I'm, I'm just going to go back and forth because I, this is quite unscripted for me. There are photographers from all the regions here in Ghana. Okay? STC goes to all the regions. GTA has jurisdiction of all the hotels. Okay? So, our park is from the upper east or west. I'm from the Shanti region. Go to your region. You don't have a car to go. STC, we're going to do something with STC. Okay? We're going to give you a hotel. We're going to talk to the hotel. Now, show us 10 pictures from your region that represents your region. Best 10 pictures. Okay? You don't have to drive. When you get there, GTA has spoken to two or three hotels to take care of you. Now, the temperatures that you're going to take, you own the rights to them, but they can take 85 to put it on in, um, in the library to showcase Ghana. Make sure the photographer or the videographer is fed in the hotel. This is not going to cost you guys a dime. We'll post, share Ghana, all the pictures on my page, everything you've seen there. I don't put clients' work on my page. Everything has come from my pocket. As I sit down, sit down here now, I don't have enough money. Usually, I, I, I plan, I make sure that I'm comfortable before I leave. I'm a family man, I just can't go like you guys. I'm sorry. So, try and help. There are lots of people who want to tell stories with their photographs and videos now. Help them. I've seen you guys go to conferences in the UK and all that, you take pictures and, and that's it. 
the world is changing. We were in Amsterdam recently, during Amsterdam Fashion Week. I put up some of my pictures where they were changing. And people were like, oh, this is your country. And this is me selling Ghana, and you guys were even paying me a dime. Yeah. There are lots of young guys in Ghana who want to travel. And believe you me, traveling is expensive here in Ghana. A hotel that I slept in in Amsterdam for $60 would be like $200 or $250 here in Ghana. So make, make it easier for us to tell our own stories. This is a year of return. If we do this and hashtag the proper things that needs to be said, we will be able to put Ghana, and 60% of the uh, revenue is coming from local tourism. We can move it up. We can push this to 70 80%. We wouldn't need all the other people coming in to tell us about our country. Okay, so this is I think this I think I'll just chip in a bit because I know a lot of people ask me the same question about how do you finance your travels and one thing to do if you're a professional meaning you're not freelancing you don't have your own time you do work for other clients is to look out for opportunities that allow you to travel many people will refuse to take national service outside Accra that's number one Number two, you might end up getting an assignment outside Accra and you refuse it because you're thinking about the luxuries of living in Accra. And yet all of these are opportunities to start traveling and typically it will not be on your dime. So what I do with clients both in Ghana and outside Ghana when I'm doing work for them, for example, I recently did um, some economic research projects in Togo and Burkina Faso. And we had back-to-back -back meetings with government the entire week we were there. But we do have to travel from the hotel to the government office. And so what I do is I check to see which of the car windows is the cleanest. That's where I'm sitting. And as we're going, I'm taking photos with my phone. So most of the content from my travels in, in West Africa especially is on the go. And you're taking photos on the go. So that's one. Another thing to do is save. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you commit to saving even 50 Ghana CDs a month, by the end of the year, when Accra is congested and you can't move from point A to B without wasting three hours, you can decide to leave Accra and then spend that money traveling elsewhere. Travel with friends. When you travel with friends, you cut your costs. You can get a room and split that cost very easily, right? And if you have a friend who drives, instead of each paying a ticket for uh, local transport, if it's too expensive, pay that person to put fuel in the car and drive with them, carpool, and go together. So there are really a lot of different ways that you can do it. But um, one thing you mentioned, the language thing, is very important. It is so important. A lot of Ghanaian youth don't get opportunities outside Ghana because we don't speak French, for example. A lot of the opportunities I've gotten is because I speak French. So if you're restricted to only speaking one language, then you're kind of restricted with the kind of jobs you might be able to take. If you learn a language outside your native language, if I were to learn ever, for example, that means that if there are development projects which have to do with the Volta region, I can apply for them. And I can end up going to the Volta region a lot to work. So even as you're in school, if you know you're the kind who wants to start traveling, these are some of the things you need to start thinking about. 
build relationships with people, as President uh, uh, Odate also said, across the country and across the world, really. And when you're going somewhere, even if you don't know anybody, I beg you, ask on social media. Half the time, that's what I do. And I end up staying with people for free. Because I'll just be like, does anybody know anybody in this city? Yes, it's a security risk as a woman. But if someone, if I ask Akosia and she tells me, oh, I stayed with this person in the Upper West region, that's safer than me just going online to book. Because she can tell me that this was the experience I had with this person and I can vouch for them. So there are a lot of creative ways you can look at um, doing a bit of travel without necessarily spending too much money. So Amma, I'm sure you have a lot to say. Is there anything you would like to respond to? And once you respond, um, I'll throw it to the audience in case you have any questions. Thank you. Uh, so what I would like to say is, first and foremost, uh, in Ghana, the authority, as I, I, I mean, as in Ghana Tourism Authority, does not regulate the charges that the hotels, I mean, the rates that the hotels charge. We don't do that in Ghana. And we do get concerns from even the hoteliers that cost of running or uh, putting up a hotel is expensive. Talk about the building materials. And aside that, there's multiplicity of taxes for them. You see EPA coming to charge them, you see fire coming to charge them. And overall that you see GTA coming to charge them. GTA grants them the mandate to operate a hotel or a restaurant or a tour company or a car rental facility. So yes, you, I mean, you can't say that uh, you are driving in the cities of Accra uh, and then you don't have a driving license. No, it doesn't work out. So that is it with the, uh, I think Bob said the hotels are expensive. So I have a question on that. Is there any possibility to offer them breaks? For example, right, um, for year of return, for example, I know that the Ghana Tourism Authority and the year of return secretariat are working to come up with rates for people coming to Ghana, probably mainly in December, right? Is there any way to explore discounted rates, maybe you have a Ghana tourism month or something where you encourage people to travel because already 60% of the income is coming from domestic travel, not international, for 2017 figures. Okay. So, uh, not to skip your question, but then I'll come back to it. So, uh, with, a, with a year of return, yes, I mean, uh, plans have been put in place cut down on some of the cost on the hotel bills, I mean hotel rates. But then uh, you would all, all agree with me that if, for example, Akusia Shani, I'll use Akusia Shani as an example. If Akusia decides to probably maybe go to Western region to go and do her blogging, she wouldn't want to probably go and sleep and maybe invest Western Expensive. She told us her budget. <laughs> yeah, she, she said her budget is three thousand. Sometimes when she has to go on a project. So yes, she rightly said it. She can't afford it. So what does Akusia has to do? Akusia could probably visit GTA. GTA, this is my proposal. So yes.
I want you to go and do this and do that and do that. Is there any sponsorship for me? Okay, so Akusia, please. She's waiting for your proposal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, add your name to the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How long usually would it take for one to have all the necessary help before they get there? Because let's say he travels on impulse, he just finds out there's a festival on Sunday. He gets to the office. What can he do? So there's a festival on Sunday. Yeah. He gets to the office this afternoon. He wants to go tomorrow. And today is Friday. Yeah. And we don't work on Saturdays. Yes. We don't work on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Even if you go to MTN, I mean, with all the apologies to MTN, you go to MTN for sponsorship. Three months before your event or your program, I'm sorry, you might not get any sponsorship from them. Why? Because beginning of the year or ending of the year, they have made their budget. So if you know that, okay, I'm a student, I want to attend a festival on Sunday, today is Friday, and then you bring your proposal to GTA. He says something like bureaucracy. We are a government agency. It goes through stages. I mean, we, we, we can't just get up and then say that, okay, yes, Akushia uh, or Wok, you want to go to uh, attend a festival on Sunday. So, and you brought your proposal, okay, we've gone through it. Okay, take, this is 5,000 Ghana CDs for you. Because I remember, I mean, I've been in the industry for 12 years. I remember that somewhere uh, five or six years back, people, some people came to us, unfortunately, none of them. Some came to us, oh, uh, we are, uh, uh, how do you call it? We take pictures, we want to promote Ghana, so can we be assisted in diverse ways to go to those facilities? Remember Bob was saying that we could provide SCCs for them, uh, pay for their hotel bills, feed them, and then they go and do their own stuff. People went and they never brought us anything. It becomes an issue for us as a government agency because then, when at the end of the year, when auditors are coming around, what are you going to tell them? So if you can bring, if you are passionate, I feel that like you are passionate about something. He says he doesn't like Sunday, but then I think if you want sponsorship or you want someone to sponsor you, you need to plan towards it. Let us, like I rightly said, let us have your proposals ahead of time. Can I actually push back on that a bit? Um, because if, if you ask for proposals right now, I don't know how many people are in, how many of us would be sending proposals? Right, you'd be getting quite a few. But still, you'd be getting quite a number, and if one proposal, as you're saying, is going to take a while, and you have like 10 in here, then it might take till next year before we actually get moving. So the pushback I want to, or the suggestion I want to make is, people are already doing things. It shouldn't always be that this culture of asking for sponsorship. It should also be recognizing the value that people are already offering to Ghana, right? And then approaching those people. They already have a track record. If you go to Akosia and you ask her to do work, I highly doubt she will not do it because she has a reputation to maintain. 
and you have the your government agency, you you can probably talk through all of the different media channels, and that would affect what she does. So my suggestion is maybe take some time when you're doing your budget, take a look at the landscape. Um, what um, I mean, Imano's suggestion is excellent. See if you can find one person in each region and see how many of them you can actually work with to do some coverage because they are already doing that work. It's not that they're not doing it, right? And so that way, that also helps you to prevent paperwork, which I'm sure you would rather be doing other things than um, simply looking through paperwork. But since we started talking about social media, let's just keep going on that front. So how has um, social media helped advance the kind of work that you do, and how do you use it to promote Ghana? So I just want to chip in a little bit on um, what she said, but then I'm just like, yeah, tackle something else. Um, I, I've been to a couple of uh, resorts across Ghana, and we have like a peak season. Everybody has a peak season. We have like um, so January, December, Easter, those kind of things, where they where they make most of their money. It gets expensive around that time because then it's it's a catch time, yeah. But then, apart from those days, apart, apart from those times, there's nothing else. Because the majority of the, uh, the people visiting those places are experts, from outside, just came to visit, and just a few of us go there. So, if, if we are able to go to as much of these places across, then they know that they have a generated income across this farm. It's not just January, it's not just December. Like the whole, the whole big fuss about you're pretending it's December, that's all. There's nothing else again. And what well, there's something, but it's not marching up to, to what the Zimmer Party is marching up to. Um, for me, I, 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 I think last year I put out um, a 500 series and below um, budget on places to visit and have a weekend. Like, and what it. And then I, I noticed, like, I was just, just like me putting out the letting people know that this, you can, you can go to this place with 500 series and then have a very good weekend. I don't know whether it's changed now. Everything's expensive now, so I don't think it's changed. But then, as of last year, I put out a lot of people were interested in it. A lot of people wanted to go to these places. People went, and I was excited because then it's it's a good opportunity for these other places to also have like generated revenue, have a discounted price, so that people can visit and then like pay um, good city points as well. So uh, suggestion on off peak. So it's 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 more of like trying to get as much as possible, more people to go to these places and then um, be able to spread the cost so that we don't have to pay. For me, I'm not going to pay 250 to spend a night at the place. I pay for experience, I don't pay to sleep. So, so for me, I wouldn't pay that much. If I have a mind, but on a, on a regular, I wouldn't pay that much. Exactly, exactly. We always <laughs> so so it's it's there's nothing to catch in there. But if I'm able to have a place that guarantees bath safety and 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 I can wake up and it's easy, um, good roads very important. It's easy for me to go to the to see and experience those places. Then yes. So thank you very much. And for those of you who are looking to go into the tourism industry, all of this is opportunities, right? If you can figure out how to provide affordable um, accommodation, which is great, you will basically draw the whole market because people are tired of paying 
a lot for very little. Okay, so social media. What are your top three tips for travel bloggers? What's the question? How social media has helped me? Or three? Three tips and then how social media has helped you. Okay, three tips for social and uh, like bloggers, travel bloggers. And I'll just connect it to how social media has helped me too. So it's like, um, if by spending the least that I could. So first and foremost, I'm, I'm like campaigning for solo travel because group travel is just long sometimes, okay? <laughs> and I'm also like, if you don't take anything away from me, you can do it and you can do it on your own. And the second thing is that you can travel at every budget. Like travel feels expensive, but there's a budget, like there's an experience for you at every budget. If, if you want to do bougie, there's bougie. If you want to do basic, there's basic. And there's even opportunities to literally travel for free, okay? Which he, he was even speaking on. How social media has helped me is that the Ghana trip was a personal trip for me, right? But because of that, I have value in terms of following, in terms of a few skill sets. I mean, I'm not them, but I try, and it's with my phone. And because of that, somebody can trust me and say that, oh, we want you to come for the Odria Festival. Because we know that the people that are following you are following because they are interested in travel and festivals and things like that. So then I get sponsored to stay in a place for a week and get paid to do that. So then if you are here and you're on social media, try and build your following with... I mean, I don't like to do in a niche and what's 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 like. But if you are here and you are... That means you are here you are into social media and you are into travel. So if you are even going to just take Accra, Right, which is like the most budget thing you can do now because you're here. Explore Accra as much as you, you can. Take the best pictures that you can. That will give you a following. That will give you value. In terms of you have information, you have pictures, you have whatever, and people buy. And Bobby will probably tell you, people pay. I mean, I've had meetings where people want us to approach you to buy your pictures. If it, and it doesn't have to be um, um, a, a huge camera picture. It just has to be a great picture. So I know a friend, but this is an abroad conversation, but she took a picture with her phone and the company paid her $1,000 for the picture. We can say that this is what happens there, but now because of year return, everybody and their mother is coming and everybody and their mother has started a travel agency. So they need to sell this travel experience, right? So they are looking for content. So um, Michael Johnson is not going to come fly down to Ghana to take pictures to sell. He's going to reach out to Ghanaians, especially like someone who thinks, instead of stealing your picture, they'll reach out to you and they'll buy the picture and they'll use it to sell the experience. You're in Accra, you don't roam Accra, you know corners. Charlie, I'll talk guy to your bio and let's move. Like, the, the things we, even if you're not going to be a guy guy, because there's a skill to it, which is a problem, because now everybody's a tall guy, but they don't know the skill to it. You can be an itinerary planner. I plan itineraries, so it's like, oh, and every day, um, like a day itinerary, I can charge 20 to $25. So if the person is coming for a week, why am I getting people to slide into my DMs to pay me $25 a day? Even that one, I'm cheapo. $25 a day to plan an itinerary, because I happen to have gone to a trip across Ghana, so they trust the information. When they come, the picture is here. So I'm speaking on, how you can hustle, how social media has helped me and will help you if that's like the path that you're going. And I don't know if anybody is in school, still in school, I'm sure some of you are, some of you are working, but it's easy to blow when you're in school, right? Because at a given time, you have hostel people, you have school people, like, and people want to do concert too. So just in the name of Nishishenimu, you get a larger number of people following you 
than if you are home and you are working and stuff like that. So I beg, use the time that you have in school to build your following and use your following to earn or live, like even if not earn, quite better, right? Because a lot of places too, like she was saying, the 30 days layover or like three months proposal and stuff like that, they won't listen to you. But it's like, oh, I have 3,000 people that are into We've tried, no, we're not just saying, we've tried, but they won't listen to you, but they need people to see their businesses. There are so many things that are existing that nobody knows about. So you're like, oh, I would like to sleep in this hotel for a day, and I'll put it on my platform. I have 1,000 people, even out of the 1,000, um, 60 of them are in Ghana and they're interested in travel. They won't give you money, but they'll allow you to sleep in the hotel for free. You go to the hotel, you produce some dope content. And go and tell Gordon to live that. Pejasi paid me for this. I, I'm not telling you to lie, but they will assume that you've been paid for it and you charge Gordon to live to do what you batted for. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you have to invest in order to reap the benefits, basically. Yeah. Mano Bobby, do you want to add anything? Yeah. Uh, with, with me, social media has been like, fantastic. Um, traditional media has had, the, I'm sure it's still there, but social media is, I, I went on Instagram about four or five years ago. Um, I was doing a shoot for a client. Yvonne Nelson was the model being shot. And then she asked me what I was on Instagram. I was like, you know, I want to keep myself to myself. I'm like, no, you have to be on Instagram. So she happened to be my first follower. And she taught me some few tricks on posting. I hardly, you wouldn't even see me posting anything on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon. Be, be, be mindful of when you post if you want to get traction. People, Accra, especially, like I said, we're all stuck up, okay? I don't know what you do, but sometimes the capital gets to you. Monday, people have lots of things to do. They in the morning, they won't be able to check their social media. And so Thursday afternoons, probably three, Friday, four. If like we just had a long bar, um, holiday, um, long weekend, okay? Friday before the long weekend was a good time to post because people were already in the holiday mode. They might use the work internet to check your stuff. Or uh, weekend, I can spend some money but get my own data and check your stuff. So be, be mindful of when you post. And also, try as much as possible to respond to people, okay? It is key. I noticed that when people post, they say something, they waste their time and data to say something. Minimum you can do is just take the like button to say you like this comment, or to say thank you. It goes back to them to say, oh, you know, he's not, he or she's not like a robot. He understands that somebody has spent their time to communicate. And they'll tell the next person, oh, somebody screenshot uh, my response, like, I'm going to tell somebody that what people are responding to my chat. It's so great. When you do that, you gradually build the following. And the last thing I've noticed as well with my pictures is people like to hear stories. Okay? I've been told the most ridiculous stories of people that are photographed. It is not in my position to believe them or not. I'm there just to listen. Okay? So you put in a picture and you tell a story and someone like, I don't believe him. Like, dude, it's not my job to believe him or not. Okay? So do that and get people, try, try and engage people. Not confrontational, that times that people, uh, I posted a picture recently of a, um, of a guy dancing during the burial of the Ukwapim Hine. Um, a series of photos. He did something and he covered himself. 
And someone like, what is so rich about this? Wasn't the chief even murdered? I'm like, no, he wasn't. He grew old and he died of natural causes. And then people picked up the case for me. The guy had to delete his page. <laughs> don't go on to social me my, my mantra is that i hardly go into confrontations on social media I, I i think it's needless i hardly post any of my clients work on my page it's my page i got verified recently i didn't even know i was verified somebody said something like i've always wanted to see this on on your page and i said okay and i closed the chat and i went back to her and i smoked and oh mama i've made it <laughs> So, so try and, and, and tell stories, um, two stories. It is not in your place to argue with people. Just listen and um, try and engage people. Tell stories. I know that the stories do a bit for me. And people buy stock from me. People will want to buy pictures, videos. We just need a 15 second. I, I will tell you, it's not for free. Creatives, we need, I want to drive a G-Wagon. Every creative wants to live well as well. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so when people come to us for free, there are instances that you want to, if, if it's a noble cause, you might want to give a picture away for free to, to let someone stream come through to promote something. But at least I will take a time. I, I think of my full cost. If I took the picture in, in Koko, okay, and you say you want that picture for something, for a website, the resolution is much smaller. Okay. So, okay, how much? I can let you have it for free, but 200 cities are better than me for Osuka Crown. Okay, so at least pay. Make sure you get something paid so you can save enough to repeat what you did for them to see. Okay, if you keep giving out stuff for free on social media, people will ask you for free. People will steal your stuff, your watermark, they will clean it. You can also afford not to post your work. Okay, the, the dangers are there that you have your work, you cover them up. Who knows what you're doing? So post it if they want it. At least that, let, there should be some charge for it so that you can maintain that habit of going out to take your photos or to, to get creative. I'll just add to that, and um, especially for Instagram right now, because a lot of us are on Instagram for the aesthetics, right? Like we like to look at things and aspire to things. It's very aspirational. Uh, but Instagram has switched a bit on what they're focusing on. So they're actually looking at phasing out likes and they've started doing it in the West already. Um, and some of us will probably notice that we see less likes on our, on our accounts because they're moving towards useful content. And that is the future, however you spin it. It's not just about posting a photo of a girl looking pretty in the streets of Accra. What is the usefulness of that? Right. What Bob Pixel is doing is he's showing us Accra, he's showing us outside Accra, up north, Volta, all over Ghana. People who haven't yet had the chance to travel are literally traveling through his content. So it has utility. What Akosia is doing is she's telling you the street corners that you have not yet visited, but you need to visit. And because of that, if I need to plan an itinerary, I'm going to see where Akosia has been. What he does is he's showing you, oh, Charlie, if you don't have time and all of a sudden you have a free day and you need to go somewhere, this is where I went and this is how I did it, right? So that's one thing, focus on useful content. Another thing is create native platforms. Instagram is there, but if you're paying attention to the changes, because Instagram is owned by Facebook, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, 
um, there are gonna be changes. If you don't own your own platform, you're leaving a lot to chance. And I know some people are like, no, there's no need for websites, there's no need for blogs, just watch. Right, so create your own platform. It can be a blog, it doesn't have to be too elaborate. It can be a standalone one page where you post a photo. Nana Kofiakwa also does a great job with that. You post a photo and you tell a one paragraph story. His tends to be inspirational or life lessons like, but what you're doing is you're building your clout beyond all the Instagrammers. Because on that level, you can't compete. It's not just Ghanaians you're competing with. You're competing with Ghanaians abroad who are coming for Christmas and will go to all these places you don't want to go to, right? So if you create your own native platform, um, then it becomes a place that people can go to who are not on Instagram, because not everybody is on Instagram. And so for circumspect.com, for example, that has been a big thing for us because every time we travel, well, not all the time, but most times when I travel, there will be a post even if it's a bad experience, I'll give an example. I recently had to do a trip to New Zealand, bottom of the world, never thought I was going there, ended up there. Visa experience was horrible. I got my visa three hours before the flight. Yeah. So what do you do in this case? I wrote about it and I shared tips about, this is when you should probably start um, your visa process, even though they said it takes six weeks or you have three months in advance, right? and put that content there. And so it's not just people, of course you post the photos from when you were there on Instagram, and then you take that Instagram post and put it in the article. So if someone were to come through my website and didn't know that I was on Instagram, now they know. And if someone is on Instagram and wants more information beyond the however many characters they give you for the caption, they can go onto circumspect.com and they can get the full article. So you also have to think about documenting for permanence. And if we can do that in Ghana, Charlie, they can't stop us. They can't touch us. Because right now, if you go on Google and look for, do searches, it's still the same old stuff. I mean, in some contexts, it's changing. But the narrative is still very much the same. And it's because we are all on micro-blogging platforms, and we're not creating our own platforms which affect Google search results, right? So that's another thing to think about. We've spoken a lot, um, and we're running out of time, so we're gonna take a couple of questions from the audience. Oh, yeah. So any questions? Do we have an extra mic? Or should I do the honors of coming around here? I see, anyone have a question? So my name is Eyura, and thank you all for the talk. It was really needed. So please, my question goes to all, of, all the panelists. Like, concerning bloggers, most of us want to take pictures for our articles. But the problem is, with our Ghanaian society, there's this awkwardness that is attached to taking pictures in, let's say, places or in, in the open. So I would like to ask, how can one deal with that awkwardness? That is just so look at the, the pictures. Thank you. We have another question. Okay, I would just like to touch on um, 
what your most dangerous experiences have been, and if you can just give us some red flags, what you should look out for if you are going to a place, and you know what are the danger signs so that you can also protect yourself. I'll take one more, and then we'll come back to the lovely speakers. So because we don't have much time, we're not all going to answer the questions. Uh, so for the question about awkwardness when taking photographs, so the two of you, could please do us the honors right. of answering them. So um, I, I do lots of travel and uh, photography. One thing, you should treat all subjects with respect. You can't meet anyone and trust the camera in their faces and take photos. Okay, I've taken pictures that if I'm working the subjects up, the mysticism of the photo would have gone totally. Always make sure you're avoiding confrontation. Okay, there are places that um, when when I get to a village or town that I need to take photos, I try and make sure I speak to someone from the town first and say what are the do's and don'ts here. Okay, there are places that people are relaxed; they can say they will let you take any photo that you want. Others are like no, no. I have a picture. I think it's my favorite photograph of a guy sleeping on uh, second hand tires. Okay, and the guy's a friend of mine, that's where I fixed my car tires. And when I got there, he was asleep. Okay, so I took a series of photos, and the others that I haven't shown anyone, he woke up, looked at me, and like, hey, Bob, macho. Okay, I already have my shot. It, it wasn't confrontational. I wouldn't have done that with any other stranger. Okay, so try and smell the <laughs> environment first. Okay, hey, and especially when you're taking pictures of kids, naked people, women. Pregnant people, people are highly sensitive over sub subjects. So people are usually cool. Can I take a picture of you? When I hear them, go for TV3. I don't know what the thing is with TV3. Everywhere you go, go for TV3 and I'm like, no. When I hear them, okay. Um, you need to sometimes have some small change on you, and people are quite relaxed. Just don't trust cameras into people's faces. Then it might go back for you. Just be respectful. Um, can I please take a picture of you? What for? When you explain yourself, they might say yes. I've had instances when people said no. I said thank you. When you say thank you, they're going like, that's polite. Thank you, baby child. Okay. So just be mindful. Just ask if possible. If you're not too sure, um, you might receive slaps. Oh, that's it. You wanna check in on that? I just want to just uh, build up on what um, Bob said earlier. It's I think it's more also it's you have to have the universal language, which is smile. For me, I smile a lot, so usually I'm able to just approach people and and, and uh, yeah, speak to them and ask permission before you you um, photograph people. And for me, I recently changed the camera I use 
because I noticed that the previous camera, it's, it's like a big load in people's faces. Like you just pull it out and they put like, hey. So I got like a tiny camera as well. And that's if I'm photographing myself. I got a tiny camera. If it's for clients, then I, I go big on that. But then also it's more of like um, finding a good balance with people. So there are people who really, no matter what you say, they wouldn't want to photograph. Yeah, you can you can like say, I'll give you money to say no. And you can say whatever you want to say. Like recently, um, I think last year I went to Larabanga and I really wanted to go to Larabanga. I got down disappointed. And I, <laughs> I, I wanted to go there based on a photo of Bob shot. I was so excited about the place and like I get there and there's like structures around. I'm like, no, what's happening here? <laughs> what's happening here? Like like there's so much going on. And before that I've done a trip where I'd say like there's this this like the studying architecture that was influenced on Larabanga. There's three different ones across going to Larabanga. There's there's one nothing or or something. And then there's like tiny ones across. So I'd seen those ones and I was like, Larabanga's gonna be very big. I'm very excited and I get this like it's it didn't match what I expected and it's too crowded for me. So I spoke to this guy and I was like, can I take a photo of you? And then he was like, what for? And then this way, like you have to explain everything and let him know why you are here and this and this and that. And and I went there again. When you saw it was my friend. So just explaining myself and letting him know why I came there and what the, the whole idea of it, uh, me coming there to photograph the place and just briefing him. Because people want to know. Like I wouldn't be excited if someone just shows a come on me. Like even when I'm walking in town and I see some, a couple taking a photo, I just sneak away because I don't want to end up photographing someone's photo. So ideally, I think it's like trying to um, find a good balance with people asking permission and, and making sure that they are okay with what you're about to do before you post. Nobody knows where the photo ends up. Okay, I'm on. Okay, and then you just answer the refund question. So uh, I know most, like he, right? He said that most Ghanaians Or you want to go and write about that event. 
you can go to the uh, year of return secretariat for those who don't know where it is if you know Afrikiko in Accra, opposite Afrikiko, we have our Accra Tourist Information Center. That is where the secretariat for the year of return is. Go there and tell them, oh, my, I'm, I'm a student or I'm not a student. This is a small thing I also want to do to promote Ghana. I don't think anyone in their rightful mind will not listen to you. The little we can offer, we will try and offer it. But thank you very much for your suggestion to uh, and I'm just necessarily, since we've talked about solo travel, traveling as a woman, and then um, possibly getting slaps for asking the wrong person for a photograph, what are some safety tips? Okay. okay, so this is unfair, but this is what I know. If you have an iPhone, you can share your. Um, not even that, just um, find my iPhone. So you share the um, password with. Someone so that in case anything goes wrong, they can trace where your phone is. Um, I also want to be helpful if you talk to whoever is driving, like the driver or the mate, that oh, this is my destination, so that um, they take notice of you. Like when you, when before I sit in the church or whatever, I go and like, oh, this is where I'm ending up at, so that they are conscious of you and then they make sure that you get. Well, yes, because sometimes you're even supposed to stop somewhere before you get to the before you get to the station, so they 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 they, they are aware and they let you know. Also, um, I mean, I did DIY pepper spray because pepper spray now in half of the countries is illegal, and then it's not hard to it's not easy to come by. So I took gin and I added paprika, and it was in my spray bottle if I ever needed it. But guys, like, that's five days on the road. I didn't experience any 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 even slight whatever like i left my um bag with my passports and everything in somebody i went back there they had it ready for me okay so communicate with the people in the transportation whatever leave your information with your people at home or like you know use the gadgets if you have any way of the iphone thing that i said and i want to say one thing too about the picture um you can't travel all the way to the north and be shy to take a picture. Once you are here, then you must get your picture. Also, figure out a pose that doesn't rely on your face a lot. So he likes to jump, and I try as much as possible to turn. So that it's not on my face, so that if I'm grumpy or anything, and then you take a picture of the person and say, please repeat this for me. Okay. And there are also tripods that have been meant for travelers. They are very, very lightweight. So amount your phone i travel with my phone or whatever it is and take your picture in terms of um, taking pictures um safety google read i i, I remember the first time I, I flew in um i went to europe and i realized that people were staring at me right and i was like i had to go and google um what to expect when you're traveling while it's black to know that these things will come up your way and so then you can be comfortable and know that it happens. So social media, Google, hashtag the space, just to read what people have said about it and you'll be mindful of it when you are there. And the last thing I think with safety, um, always make sure somebody knows where you are. The last point that you can have cellular network or anything. One thing that I tend to do is that if I get to a village and I have network and I'm not too sure, the first person I meet, I say, hey, I'm so happy to be here, blah, blah, blah. Like, yo, we're ready to make pictures. Say, can I take a picture with you? Mm. Okay, so I'll take a picture with the person from the town. 
And the first thing I do, I send a copy to my wife and my Taekwondo instructor. <laughs> it's all, you should, at the last point of communication must be known. Okay, you make sure that somebody knows if you go missing, he was in touch, the last place he was, was here. Always be, and when you take a picture of someone and like, they're always like, okay, if anything goes wrong, there's a picture. Try and send it up somewhere. I, I've done this so many times, and nothing's happened, but just in case something goes wrong. Great, so we've had a, a good conversation. Unfortunately, we're going to come to the end of this conversation. Of course, it never quite ends. You can continue online, hashtag SMWAcra19. Um, and then uh, let's just do a quick run through. You mentioned your handles so that if you want to slide into any DMs, and there's an art to that too, so don't just slide into DMs, right? <laughs> okay, so let's just go around and uh, just give you one one of your handles. Oh, it's Bob Pixel everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Bob Pixel. It's Akusa Shady everywhere, which reminds me, too. Um, Twitter tags are searchable. Like, when you, when you tag on Twitter, right, when you go to Google to just search, Ghanaian traveler, your Instagram post won't come up, but your Twitter post will come up. So if you want to think on that, like think about Twitter, as Akusa Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Ghana Tourism Authority has its own handle, but then, but then, if you want mine, uh, you can just search for Stone Pebble. Yeah, search it right now. That was very interesting. Thank you. So um, on, on, on Instagram and on Twitter, so that's a mango. Hmm? Yes, mango, yes. So that's a mango. And, and it's, it's, it's what I use on every platform. The mango. The mango.